0: Kimberly, Oregon Trail, Murgatroyd. How the hell are you this morning? Do you
1: remember that? Did you play that or were you too are you too old to have played Oregon Trail?
0: Listen. I think I was on the uh, the chuck wagon that went to Oregon. I'm, I'm so old. So I want to talk about the area of resistance and what I have been observing around it. In the past, what I've done is I said, okay, look, here's the goal that I want. And I put a picture of it, put it on the vision board. And if it's a maybe an economic goal, I might break it up or even any kind of goal, I'll break it up into uh, milestones and then you know, sort of anchor myself to the milestone, wrestle it to the ground and make it happen. And I completely ignored the area of resistance Resistance. So what is this resistance that this one is continually talking about? The resistance is, what is the thing? Like if I said to you, you know, you have a goal of walking over to the table and picking up a glass of water. Well, you look at the next table, you see a glass of water and you're like, yeah, I have no resistance. I'll just walk over and pick up that water. That's like zero resistance, right? You have, there's no part of you that doesn't think you can do it. There's no part of you that has a block around it. There's nothing. But within every goal, particularly bigger ones, very often there are areas of resistance that you don't even realize are there. So now what I've been doing is I've been looking at and thinking about what's the goal that I'm working on. So I'll, you know, in the morning when I do my visualization, I'll, I'll think about the goal. But now I'm doing an extra step. And the extra step is if I did have resistance, because it's easy for you to go, no, I don't have any resistance. If I did have resistance, where would it be?
1: So what did you just say? You said, if I had resistance, where would the resistance be? So you're looking, you're like an explorer, looking in the nooks and crannies of your goal to find the underlying resistance somewhere. And you may not think you have resistance until you until you figure it out. Can I give an example? Yeah, sure. So the example of, like, here's my resistance. You want a bigger house, right? You want a bigger house, an ocean view. Not
0: necessarily bigger. It's more ocean view that I'm after. It, okay. It, I, I would like it bigger, but that's not the driver. I don't want don't want a two by four yeah. that's facing the ocean. Yeah. So I want a nice house, but, but bigger is not necessary. Yeah. Because I had a big one and it was a pain in the ass.
1: Well, that's my resistance to it. Because when I think about some of these, you know, here, they're like, <laughs> they're very narrow but they go very high right That's what she said three uh-huh yeah there you go that was good thank you um like three story big house with like all these things i think about the upkeep of it and like my resistance is the upkeep the property tax the the guy that comes to do the lawn the the what happens when the shit breaks like all of those things are resistance that i hold And so for me to manifest a house, I have to handle all of that resistance. Even though it's not massive resistance, it's underlying, because I would like that house too, but I do have in the back of my head all of these weird little things that I don't like necessarily want. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I have to handle them if I were to manifest this house.
0: Yeah, so a good a good way of handling the resistance would be we have so much money coming in that we have people that could handle all of those things. So it's, you know, it's not an issue if you need to automate a gardener handling your garden that you don't want to do or landscaping, let's say. Um, but money is coming in where you just talk to the guy and you say, Hey, look, you know, once every week, once every two weeks, I want you to come in and handle it. Then all of that goes away if you have enough cash. We don't have to think about it. It's a non-issue. But if you don't have enough cash, then the conversation is- Well, then the
1: resistance is the money.
0: Then the resistance is the money. Then it's
1: going to be so expensive to upkeep this entire house. So the point of this is to look for all of the underlying resistance and find a way to handle it.
0: Okay. Now, another way that you can consider doing this is by going general. So I'll give you an example. One of the the examples that we've used over and over again is how can we get ourselves to California? Well, there was a lot of issues. It's never gonna happen. I can't sell my practice. There's just been a million different pieces of resistance that were there, right? But somehow, I was able, we were able to speak in general terms around it. So the example there is, Whenever I saw California on the television, or whenever I visited California, I got in my head what it would feel like living there, you know, with blue skies and no humidity and surfing and great weather all year round and you know, um, healthy, sort of a healthy, you know, food environment, etc. So getting into that. There was no resistance at all. I was lost in what it feels like to live in California. The moment I thought about the actual goal of moving me to California, a pile of resistance came in. How am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do that? So if you're in a place where you have a goal that you're working on and you have identified resistance, like I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna do this resistance, I recommend that you go higher and more general than lower and more specific in how to because the general is going to get you in touch with the feeling of joy and excitement and pleasure, rapture, whatever the word you want to use is. You know, let's say that you want to move to an island, right? A lot of people move into places like Costa Rica, stuff like that. So anyway, think about what it is and try and go general. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. So let's give some examples though, because it's so much easier said than done, right? So one of my goals, (sighs) and we talked about last week, is a body goal. Like I want, I want, I'm leaning more towards having a athletic, like fit body versus, you know, I go to the gym and throw weights around and you're doing the same. So a lot of people have a physical goal where they are going to, you know, maybe they want to lose weight or whatever it is. The resistance around a body goal is so big because the moment I say, like, it's a, it's actually comical that I wrote as my goal that I want a volleyball body because every time I think of me as a volleyball player, it makes me laugh because I'm three feet tall. That's resistance. That's an example of where resistance is in that. But if I think about, you know, just being fit in an overall general fit kind of way where I'm active daily and I'm doing beach sports just in the general terms. Like, have you ever run in the beach, in the sand? Like, that's hard as hell. If I could run in the sand and not turn purple, that is exciting to me. So I'm trying to focus on things that kind of lean that way, but there's so much resistance with body goals. Like for me personally, every time I look at a picture, you have this too. Every time in the past, when we have tried to like lean down for a vacation, we look at a picture and we go like that. And we were always like getting ready for a show or just did a show. And so for us, we linked up in our head to get that body, we must compete in a fitness competition. (laughs) And that resistance is huge. That's chicken and broccoli. That's basically torture for 90 days. I mean, there's a lot of resistance there. So I think a lot of people look and they're like, oh, well, you know, there was that one time I had lost that, you know, 35 pounds, but it was so hard. And that's the resistance. So give me an example for someone with a body goal. How do they switch that around? Like how, as Esther says, go downstream instead of upstream. Every negative resistance thought you have against your goal is you're like a salmon trying to swim upstream. Versus going down, going with the flow.
0: So, look, a lot of a lot of this conversation. First of all, I am not your guru, as uh, Tony Robbins says. I have no idea. I'm You're so, not Esther. I'm not Esther. I'm, I'm not Abraham. Tr- I'm just a, sh- a schmuck sitting here with a microphone in front of me. Like I am, I am trying to figure this out as much as anybody else is. But, but here's here's what I'm going to try and recommend that if I could save somebody who's younger than me some time, here's what I would say. <laughs>
1: Are you negating everybody older than you?
0: Well, I'll, I, okay, I'll save older people too. But <laughs> I, for all of the years, I'll be 54 next month. Out of all of the years prior to this, like like where we are right now, maybe this last three months, everything I've ever done has been write a goal, wrestle it to the grounds. I have never employed the spiritual side to accomplish it. I've never given it enough credence. I've never learned how to lean into it. I've never made it a part of the process of doing it. So to answer your question with that in the in the in the background. A lot of what I'm going to say about weight, which is the example that you just used, is going to make no fucking sense to somebody who has eaten grilled chicken and boiled broccoli and lost weight because that's the strategy that they used. But there is an example that Esther used where she goes out to dinner with this, you know, beautiful model girl. And, you know, she's like one of, these, one of these girls, like you look at her and like, you know she's gonna photograph incredible, but sitting next to her is like, oh my God, like how the hell, like she's perfect. Like she's thin and beautiful and blah, blah, blah. And of course that perfect girl is ordering like not chicken and broccoli for dinner and then eating the she plates. She said she
1: ordered two full dinners she and went, ate both of them.
0: Right. And then when she was done, anybody that didn't finish the dessert, she finished theirs. And Esther looks at her and she's like, I hate you. And you know, we could never be friends. You know that, right? And so they had a laugh and then they were they were talking about how she viewed food. And she said, food is my friend. So now does it make sense that you can go out to dinner and say food is my friend and eat the brownie Sunday, probably not. But I can tell you this: if
1: well, well but that it, is I, the can point, you, I, can,
0: I can tell you this: if heart attacks are causing stress because of the way that you're thinking,
1: if stress is causing heart attacks,
0: sorry, if stress is causing, causing heart attacks, if stress is causing strokes, if stress is causing cancer, which there's so much science to support that it is right, then why can't why can't the lack of stress And the ease, right? What's disease? It's dis-ease. Why can't the lack of stress do something like this? Now, we all know people who fall into the category of this woman that I just described. We're like, how the hell are you eating this? And they have this view of food. Oh, I eat a little bit of this. I eat a little bit of that. I don't worry about it. You know, I watch during the week. I make sure I don't go crazy, but I watch. There is not the opposite of it. And now how many people do you know who have been on Weight Watchers for a thousand years? My mother is a perfect example. My mother's been on weight, I'm 54. She's been on Weight Watchers for 74 years, okay? <laughs> she's still having no calorie this and fat, fat free that. And I'm, I'm big boned and no matter what I eat, whatever I eat, it goes right to my thighs. All of those things are not serving her.
1: Okay, let me, let me put a point on this though, because I think I can wrap this section in a bow. You and I went to Italy for, we were there for three months. We drank wine at lunch and dinner. We ate pasta every day. We ate pizza every other day. We ate cheese. We ate tiramisu. We had dessert every day. We had ice cream. We had, when you think about what we consumed there, I never once looked at one meal there and said, I shouldn't eat this. This is going to make me fat. Never, not one time. You know why? Because I was in love.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's in Food love. With but with my uh, friend. But I'll tell you more than that. The, 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 the This is an interesting conversation. We never talked about this before. Look, we're all influenced by our environments. So everybody around us is doing the exact same thing with joy. Yes. It's not like here in America where we're, you know, driving the minivan through McDonald's and we're on the phone and we're shoving French fries and bacon cheeseburgers in our face so that we can just get some, some kind of quote unquote fuel in our body and then move on to the next project. There, there's a romance. Yes. There's the, let me tell you about this wine. Let me tell you about this cheese. And every piece of cheese is explained. And we're going to use this honey, but not that honey with this cheese and those nuts. And then, oh, and today's pizza. Let me tell you, we only, the reason why we're doing this one today is because this, the, these, Roma tomatoes—they're in season, so we're going to do it today. So there's a, a, a there's a. Oh my God, I, I want to try this. This is incredible. This is this looks so good. Wow! And we, and you got this on the farm and from yesterday. And so there becomes this, this rapture. I don't know what the word is. That's twice this
1: love. This romance around where it.
0: you where you're in it.
1: You know, if you are finding the joy in all of these things, the resistance begins to fade, and when the resistance fades, the goals come and the 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 manifestation happens, right? That's what this is all about. So if you're struggling with weight, find the joy in food again. Find the joy in, in your relationship if you're struggling there. What makes you happy? And do more of that, right?
0: Yeah, you just, like my brain's exploding right now. You just, you hit two points that I hadn't thought of before. Could you do the chicken and broccoli diet and get a six pack? Yep, you could. Does it last? Nope. I got a thousand friends that I'm going to tell you either are continually doing the chicken and broccoli thing and are miserable. Trying to go out to dinner with them sucks. And
1: depriving, which and by, by the way, way is resistance.
0: And so eventually, eventually you give up. Now here's the other part. The other part is when you're truly enjoying it in the way that we describe where we're sitting there last night and we, you know, we've got this guy that brings us um, wine now, he's an Italian. And so you know, we, we love- We got a dealer. We got a dealer. <laughs> so we love, the, we love wine. And so you know, we're sitting there having this conversation. I, I said, it was an Amarone, and she's like, no, it's not. And it's from, it can't be because it's from this part of Italy. And so we're having a conversation well, this is really good. And so we're, we're Vivino-ing it and looking at the score and, and what's the price point on it. And so we're we're lost in the joy of that. When you are in joy of something at that level, your desire to open up a Snickers bar is it's so far happen. because there's no joy.
1: Hallelujah. But let me tell you, when I was eating the chicken and the broccoli and, you, oh, you and, wanted and was- torturing myself, I would be like, you remember the cookie? I'd, I'd have to go get the cookie like once a week because I couldn't function. I was like, like it was torture, right? So finding did the that, joy. Did that click for you? Yes. Finding the joy in the food, finding the joy in all of it. So here's the thing. When you're finding joy, I'm going to use food because I know that that's a big one. It, it's it's a big one for everybody. I feel like when you're finding the joy in food, Papa John's is not bringing you joy. There's no one that's going, I, I mean, you might like it, And it might be good, but it's not a Neapolitan pizza with um, San Marzano tomatoes or whatever it is. just affecting your your
0: physiology, raising your blood, blood sugar. And so
1: what she's saying is not that you can just go out and eat all the shit food in the world because you're not actually finding joy in eating it. Find joy in the things that you love to eat and you will turn and go downstream. You will be in the flow of food. Do you know what I love right now? I love that I have two loaves of sourdough that, I'm, that I've am that i been prepping for for three days, and I do it every weekend. And there's so much love and joy in that bread that I'm not eating the bread going, I shouldn't be eating it. It's a carb. Like there's so much love and joy in that bread. Like that is what you're looking for. Find the joy in where you are. It will turn you downstream. And I'm not craving bread because I'm not depriving myself of bread. I'm not craving the shit Snickers bar. Do you know what I mean? Like when you find that and you go downstream with it, you're going to snowball that into more joy for different things. And same in your relationship. If, you, if you're if you struggling, I know a lot of people are struggling in relationships right now because you've been locked up for four months together. Find something of joy with the person let that focus turn you downstream and go with the flow and let the rest of the resistance fade. So many people are trying to struggle, or not trying to struggle, are struggling in relationships because they're trying to control everything. They're trying to control this and control that. Just find the joy and go with the flow.
0: So um, another area that is a difficult one for resistance is around money. And the principle is pretty similar uh, from where I'm standing. If- You know, how many times when- Currently sitting. Yeah, well, how many times when you're you're in a place where you don't have a Mm -hmm. lot of cash and all you want to do is just go out and buy more shit, right? Well, what are you doing when you do that? What you're doing is you're trying to feel more joy. You're trying to feel more excitement. You're trying to feel more pleasure. But if you are- walking around your home and you're looking at, like I'm looking out our, our backyard window and we got this beautiful, you know, wood table. And so I'm looking at that. When I'm looking at that wood table and this beautiful umbrella that we have over it and, you know, our our bird feeders and our new garden, and I'm stepping into joy of that, the joy of being in that is stopping the financial resistance because I'm stepping into joy and gratitude for what's around me. So the universe is saying, we're gonna send him more of that as opposed to me looking at it and going, well, that's just an Ikea table. And that umbrella, we, we bought it locally. It was, I think it was like $120. And that, Or
1: stressing over it and going, I shouldn't have bought that. Or, or,
0: or the opposite. But whatever it is, whichever way you go, it's the lack of joy. Mm-hmm. It's not being in total. Every
1: thought is two thoughts.
0: It's, it's either wanting or lack of wanting, right. right? Okay. So those two areas, your body and your finances are gonna be the ones that have the biggest challenge because your body is with you 24 seven. Every time you take it to a restaurant, it's gonna be there. Every time you look in the mirror, you're gonna see it. And your wallet is the other one because every time you go into a store and you pull it out, you're gonna say, yeah, but I don't have that number in my checking account. So those two are gonna be the biggest one. But the point with this, right now is at the point of this uh, show for me is for you to look at what are the areas of your life that you're trying to manifest something and you want it to come in, but it just is not coming in. My recommendation for you is to consider where the resistance is and maybe go a bit more general around okay, it. And, we- and here's the last thing I'm gonna leave you with. I'll, I'll say the last, I'll, I'll say you cannot angle for your limitations and be happy. So whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish, if you're looking at it and going like, yeah, but I'm not skilled enough in this. Yeah, but I don't know how to do it. Those are your limitations. You can't angle and argue for those limitations and still be happy.
1: Okay, so we have Sophia here and I wanna take everything we just talked about. And I want to show you how not only you can apply this in your life, but you can help and teach your children these same skills. So, Sophia, say hi. Hi. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about today. If you want to do something, if you want to do something specific, how like swimming, okay? So, we were in the pool in Mexico yeah, and I love you, swimming. you love swimming, and you wanted to swim without floaties, right? Well, I did that already. Right, but how did you do it? What was the first thing you did?
2: Um, I put in my vortex, and uh, I what is it called?
1: What did you do? Visualize yeah, visualized. Yeah, you closed your eyes, and you visualized. What did you visualize?
2: Um, I visualized me, um, swimming without floaties. So if you're ever scared. And you made floaties, but just say, I'll turn around and you can take your floaties off and visualize it.
1: Okay, so you closed your eyes, you visualized yourself swimming without floaties, and you can you explain putting it in your vortex? What did you put in your vortex?
2: I put in my vortex swimming without floaties. Okay,
1: and what is your vortex?
2: My vortex is... Blue squares that like a computer that you just like make that you um just think of something and then it just wipes in one of the squares, and oh. when it comes, it just wipes it away.
1: Okay, so for everybody listening that doesn't know what a vortex is, Esther refers to putting things into your vortex. And when you put things into your vortex, that is where you're manifesting. So you're thinking. I want a million dollars. I want to swim without floaties. I want all the toys in the world, whatever it is. You're putting that into your vortex and you're manifesting it, right? Okay, last question is, what does Esther say at night when we listen to her?
2: Every Everything's always working out for me.
0: All right, Sophia, says, see you next week, everybody. Have a good week.
2: See you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Bye, my oh. birthday's in a couple of weeks.